Hey everybody, welcome to episode two, we said it wrong last time, of season two of the Red Wings Rant. Woo! That's right. We're... Where tirades and impassioned pleas about your favorite Detroit Red Wings now have a home. That's right, right here from the Hockey Podcast Network and the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah. All right. <laughs> who's, in the, who's in the Muppet mood right now? Mike, have you watched, have you watched Muppet Christmas Carol yet this holiday season? Oh, not yet. No, for the first time I watched from start to finish Home Alone. I'd always watched it on like uh, TNT or USA uh, for like 10 minutes when they slipped down the stairs. But this time I got to see and appreciate Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. I, you know what? I was a little mad that BuzzFeed did. <laughs> I was a little angry that BuzzFeed like did an article that, uh, oh my God, uh, Catherine O'Hara is also Moira and in Home Alone. It's like, yeah, come on. Like actors have more than one job. They, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that that she's always. such a she's such an excellent thespian. I just I was just blown away by all she had to do was be a mom for a, a vehicle for a little kid to be a superstar, and she still did really well. She is a great. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, the word just popped out of my mind, uh, but it's with with John Candy where she has to be. Uh, oh, the the, the straight the straight, the straight man. man. Yeah, uh, she does a fantastic job with that. And she's yeah. had to do it with Eugene Levy her whole career. So, uh, as everybody knows, uh, Mike, that's a fan of uh, Brothers of Discussion. I watched uh, the Polar Express last night. Uh, but if you want to <laughs> follow along with us, find us here at we go. Find us at bodpodcast.com for pro wrestling. And it's uh, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, we are at Bod Hockey for all of our Red Wings chatter. Uh, we had some fun this week, so I'm. I'm Really plugging that one because I uh, met some good people this week. Uh, if you're watching right now, we're happy to have you join the show. And, of course, uh, still ties to Shit's Creek. Actually uh, followed us because of a, a David Rose thread. Just uh, Daniel Levy just keeps on giving. Just never ends. But uh, we're here to uh, – <laughs> these episodes are going to be coming to you Mondays and Thursday mornings on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, we will post uh, a replay on YouTube Monday mornings, uh, and then we will be going live uh, around Wednesday nights and um, Sunday mornings as, as we're with you now uh, to chit-chat Red Wings hockey. Uh, of course, at any time, throw comments into the thread, wherever you're at. We've got Twitter, yeah. Facebook, YouTube. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, it's very rare that we get a comment. Only when we fuck up and say somebody's... Say his name wrong! <laughs> Hey, <laughs> boobs. I know his All name's right. Iser Plan. Anyway, Matt, let's uh, let's get into the prospects here. Are you ready? Yeah, uh, it was a roller coaster of a day uh, for Boris Sider yesterday. Um, he he had uh, you know what? I, I did want to share. I did want to share some of these uh, some of the hits. Right? Uh, it kind of sounds like we're yeah. just we're just talking about uh, like when you're big time. His you know, music. You got to figure out. Career. Hey, I'm gonna do a guest show on another podcast. How long's the hit? You guys know it's industry speak. Uh, that was an inside joke for two people. Matt, go ahead. Yep. Well, there you have it. Um, I, like, watch, watch this monster hit uh, from Moritz Sider. Uh, this this was a good start of the day for him. I mean, th- this is something that we've been talking about uh, that we we saw in Grand Rapids. I'm happy that nice. he's still throwing his body around, but uh, it does it does sort of turn sour uh, for for poor Moritz Sider. And I, I I'm calling it he. We can now officially say, Mike, he's a hard cider because oh. 
Oh. He crashed the boards hard yesterday, and uh, everybody's reaction was. Matt so has had that line in his back pocket since draft night. Very excited. Uh, I'm really excited for um, his his size rating in the NHL video game to be a 99 because he looks like uh, uh, Braun Strowman rating. out there against a bunch of ricochets. It, it looks yeah. pretty amazing if if you guys like the WWE reference there. Um, he's a giant man. I'm not surprised he's dominating the league uh, because he's a mountain. I don't know how that poor skater, that poor defenseless guy who got annihilated by a moving monstrosity, how he's alive today. He's, but I'm glad yeah, he is. He's dead now. Um, so we also got... <laughs> but so, no, he we didn't turn into a shower of gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is good, though, that we saw he, he returned to the game. Um, so, I, you know, we want to see this continue. So thank Oh man, what a travesty that would be to see more insider really killing it, and then <laughs> for Rogel, and then poof, all gone. Uh, so, yay! All right, so other good news, Mike Teddy. We're gonna call him Teddy. Teddy Niederbach uh, gets his first SHL goal a, a week removed from when we were making fun of him. Uh, because, he he, must have been a fan of the show. We inspired him. Exactly. All right. Huge, huge fan of the show, Teddy Niederbach. Um, can't. <laughs> Can't thank your timing enough. Uh, hopefully people listen to this episode and then we'll just skip over that 30 seconds. But no, I mean, it, it is, uh, it's, I think it's 12 games in now in the SHL. Um, you, what, right. You're hoping, right. He's learning, he's improving. So yeah. uh, I think what would have, what the only thing worse than this is him scoring on his first shift in the SHL and then poof, just completely disappearing after that. Uh, but he's also building chemistry because he was on uh, on a line with uh, Lucas Raymond again. So it, it's good to see that goal going in. Um, yeah. Well, I saw something in the news about him, too. Um, he's registering for a formal name change. Did you see that? You he's going to change his name to Teddy Niederbacher the Net. Oh! Oh, now we need him to join the team way faster than this is going to happen. These headlines are just writing themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Need St. James is like, enter, done. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag neater back of the nut. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that. Beautiful. Uh, Mike, we also got, uh, I mean, this isn't this isn't really a prospect update. We already know that Heronic's the man, but uh, he's scoring from uh, from the point yesterday. That that was beautiful to see. Yeah, Just I, I like you like to see a good wind up slap shot goal. Um, and I think the most exciting one was uh, William Wallander, who um, we we've been pretty hot on uh, since last November. Wait, Ooh, it's let me tell you. Now. Uh, yeah. So two, I guess not not past month it was the year before 2019 yeah. november we were picking him out going hey that would be a good fit um and and a lot a lot of the notes on him are he, he'll get better which is scary right but yesterday i mean just absolute nasty toe drag uh for the goal uh you love to see it uh, for a guy that's not going to be asked to do that but now we see um you know how, how do you say a defenseman has good stick work or, or good uh skill uh Skating wise, like you, you don't see that on uh, like an analytics um, uh, table. You know, you know what I'm saying. It's just hard to track. So when you can see a guy put on the offensive skill, you know that that doesn't just disappear when he's skating backwards. So, long story short, you like to see those goals from William Wallander because now we can, you know, let's let's put that oh. skill into a different spot. Okay. Is that okay? Because there's well, when you look at the when you look at the statistics, there's GSH and it's 
I just learned it was goal shorthanded. I always thought it was good stick handling percentage. So, <laughs> however many, however many try attempted deeks that don't result in a turnover. Well, I only had one all year. Man, what are you saving those up for? It's <laughs> <laughs> just going through that statistic and realizing, wow, nobody. Oh yeah, well, usually our measuring stick is we'll just you know if you want to see how. Um, like credible a statistic is you just see if Detsuk ever had him. So I was like, well, yeah, he had good stick handling. So yeah, I guess I was right the whole time. He he had tons of GSH. But whoa, how, I can't believe Draper was an MVP. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, ultimately we, since Cider's walking away from that uh, from that crash into the boards, we can we can walk away from this weekend saying this is a thumbs up. Uh, scary for Cider for a second, uh, but overall another. Other, other I love that uh, that kid who's who's working on his computer and does the you know yeah uh, but yeah I'm I'm just uh, I'm always inspired when uh, like our big people are also doing things that require skill so that's why I'm pumped about Wallander and then of course Mosider so um, you know you don't want a Darian Hatcher out there it looks like these guys you know might have uh, the ability to you know do some neater back of the nets so I'm, right. I'm pumped. I remember being excited for that signing. Uh, God, being a kid and stupid. Yeah. All right, Mike. It's Man. I think it's our favorite segment of the week. Uh, our our number one fan of the show, uh, father of, the, of discussion, uh, <laughs> hates this segment. But Mike, it's uh, it's time for, and uh, I'm glad for everybody watching on YouTube uh, later uh, because you're going to have this wonderful music. But uh, we don't we don't get any right now. Rochester Mills, Twelve Days of Christmas. Uh, Beer tasting uh, from the brothers of discussion here on Red Wings Rant. Uh, Mike, Rochester Mills been doing this for years. Uh, they they sort of tinker with their, not, not the recipe, but what's going into the box every year. So this is the 2020 edition of that box. We're going to be going through them all. Uh, we've had some ups and downs, right? Uh, last, our last episode, actually, I'm going to try and pull this up while I'm talking here. Our, our last episode, we went through the best can so far. Correct. Oh, that uh, peanut butter cup stout. Oh, that was excellent. Mm. It, it tasted like you're sinking your teeth into like a, uh, not a not a Reese's. Reese's has its own distinct peanut butter taste to it, I think. This was more like one of those, um, is it Russell Stover or like a Whitman's? Yeah, it's like you're, a, you're getting that upgrade on, on the peanut butter cup. And, and as yeah. much as we love Reese's peanut butter cup, Reese's peanut butter cup, not Reese's. Uh, you Reese's people out there. Uh, Reese's, doesn't it have, it's kind of like when you make a peanut butter ball. It's almost like it has powdered sugar or something mixed into the peanut butter. Like it has that kind of yeah. consistency. Yeah. This tastes like creamy peanut butter with the chocolate. Um, but yeah, we can't, can't talk, uh, you know, give a higher endorsement, basically. That one scored really well. And now we got to move into this week's uh, entry into our, uh, I don't know what we're calling this, man. Our 12 days of Christmas beer. Yeah. Even though it's like on a weekly basis, twice, yeah. twice a week basis. All right, I, I yeah. didn't open the can this time, Mike. So Ooh. let's uh, crack this sucker open. So we're doing Imperial Java. Correct. Here we go. I was, I was happy to grab go this on one this morning. Uh. So I, I was kind of go through that list. It's twelve beers. We're kind of knocking off some of my Ooh. already favorites. Which is kind of stinks. Um, wow. I shouldn't say favorites. I should say ones that I think are going to taste good. Um, that woo, 
that is a strong I, I don't want to say scent that that implies something negative I feel uh how are you feeling <laughs> huh well um let's get into it Matt that all right I mean stout wise this is the most Regular stout flavor, I think we've gotten out of everything, right? No? Huh. Right? You're like the Smuckers kid. It makes your lips smack. <laughs> or no, that was uh, Welch's, not Smuckers. Yeah, was Welch's. Welch's. Yeah, just a kid eating a spoonful of jelly. No. <laughs> <laughs> when I eat this spoonful of jelly, it makes my lips smack. So um, what, what, what we're judging these on, and we forgot to mention, is drinkability, matching the flavor on the can, because these are pretty wild named uh, flavors, and then the branding in the can, does it actually add to the flavor, or is it, is it going to add to your experience? Um, drinkability first here, we're talking about can you drink this for hours, and it, does it taste good? And um, Mike, I think if you're a stout fan, you're going to like this. This is the first, What this is number five or number six, this is the first one that's just straight up stout. Like I... I know it's uh, Imperial Java, and you got a lot of espresso notes on there, but um, I'm just I'm I'm not getting a ton of that. This one, this... Uh, it's it does have the highest alcohol content, I think, of the beers we've Ooh. sampled so far. It's at seven point five. The others were right around like five on the nose. This should have been a nighttime beer. Yeah, this <laughs> one also. <laughs> many of the beers will talk about the flavor, right? It'll. Name drop cocoa nibs, um, yeah. cocoa um, nuts. This one makes that, but it also has a very important distinction of saying the proprietary malt blend, which includes a pilsner, chocolate, crystal, biscuit, black, white wheat, dark Belgian caramel. Hmm. It also and featured, says featured hot magnum. It also says it's uh, cold brewed with uh, white pine coffee, small yeah. batch coffee. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, so far, yeah, this is, this is getting, this is going to get a good score for me. It's not, uh, I don't know if it's peanut butter stout level, but, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say it's, it's like right there. Cause this is, this is like stout of stout. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say 8.4 on, uh, on drinkability. I'm going to give it like a 6.8. Ooh. That, that it's does... not the, it's not the alcohol content. It's just, uh. Like I could drink gallons of that chocolate peanut butter one. That was that was just good stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think this one I just need one. I like uh, I put the spreadsheet together uh, now, so it does all the calculations automatically for us as we put in the scores. Ooh, nice. um, <laughs> so right now it's just fun to to look at it the way the formula works. We have it at a five point zero four on mine, and yours comes out to a four point zero eight. So let's see if we can get this to a respectable level. Now, matching right. the flavor, again, this is not going to be a great score because um, I'm not getting a lot of coffee. Could be. I, do, you I'm taste not even like, do you taste like peppers? Yeah, actually. I, I was going to say, I, I am getting something that's it's a little like, um, I guess vegetably is, is a good way to put it, but it's not it's not coming off as, as beery. It's not coming off. As, it's definitely not sweet. Um, yeah. Almost like, uh, like have you ever taken a bite of rhubarb? Oh. What? Well, after uh, I eat a lot of garbage, like last yeah. night I had a uh, shout out to Lucky Duck Pizza in Waterford. Uh, had a 
pepperoni mushroom pizza, order a cheese bread, and then both of them had duck rub seasoning on it. Pretty good stuff. Um, but to offset that, I eat a lot of raw vegetables during the week. And this reminds me of my during the week meals because it tastes like like an orange uh, non-organic pepper from Kroger. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does like just poof, kind of oh. die. Yeah, that, there, there's not a lot of extra to the stoutness. It's almost like I want to go in my fridge and see where I stored this can. That's how much of a pepper it tastes like to me. <laughs> Did we have it in the crisper? Right. Was it in the crisper with the other uh, vegetable? Oh, we got like to re recheck the or the uh, the ingredients here. All right, so matching the flavor, I'm not going to go high. I'm going to I'm going to go. This is my lowest score so far. I'm going to give it a three because it's I'm not getting any any coffee. Yeah, I don't know if that imperial is, uh, you know, I got to look up the Latin roots for that, see if it means uh, fresh produce. Uh, but I'm going to give this a 2.7 because I I can see what they're going for. But uh, if they had named vegetable beer, I would be like, you know, 11. But I'm going to give it a 2. Now, I'm going to go pretty high on the can here because it does. I don't know if this will come off on the, you guys can see the coffee beans on there if you're listening. Sorry, but... It's a really subtle, nice print of uh, some some roasted, um, there's, or, you know, um, yeah, yeah, just there's, uh, there's there's a real, there like, a, like a real homey feel when you see like some some slivered coffee beans. Yeah, like this this the last few that we've looked at have not been subtle. It was like peanut butter cups, so it was like just a big peanut butter cup on the can, which did yeah. look delicious. But this this is this is definitely doing it for me a little bit more than than everything else. So I, yeah, the I'm other gonna, ones, are, they're kind of like the uh, like the U porn version of you want a Reese's peanut butter cup. We're gonna split it open right in the can. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna split it open. This is uh, this is like a, <laughs> this is a much classier label. This reminds me of like an old man in a like a locally owned grocery store in a brown apron, just making you a big. Silver scoop of coffee beans. That's what this reminds me of. And then yeah. I feel good because it's like, here's white pine coffee, locally brewed. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is, it's like, when you score this, it's like, would you buy the can? Would you buy this based on the can? So I would give this a 9.2. Nice. Yep. I, I did the same thing. I went like a smidge above uh, last week's peanut butter cup because we like the peanut butter cup, but this is classier. Yeah. Um, I gave it a 9.6 then on my score. So yeah. overall, Imperial Java, Mike, it's coming out as our number three rated beer so far. It's at 7.56 for me and uh, 6.46 uh, for you. Oh, so actually, no, this is your this is your number four. So you you didn't you didn't go so high um, <laughs> as me. So it's uh, I mean, 6.46, I guess, Mike, in your, in your point of view, not not great. Yeah, it seems high. I almost want to like rate some other things lower because uh, you want to get it Yeah, I feel <laughs> deceived by the can. <laughs> well, they did a great job with branding. You can't uh, you can't deny it. All right. It so uh, I think Mike, at, at this time, the other thing we can't deny is uh, our our father's other favorite segment of the show uh, is uh, making sure that your pubis are nice and trimmed up uh, <laughs> with the lawnmower. 3.0 for Manscaped. Uh, Mike, this is the thing we've been talking about. Good gravy for nearly a year. And it's it's because it's it's a trusted product in uh, my household and Mike's household. It, it's something that, uh, I don't know, we're going it, to, it's going to become a member of the family now. I think it's it's been around long enough. I think at some point we're going to have to get some adoption papers ready because uh, 
it's uh it, it it's somebody you can trust in the household and, and you can trust it to cut you up nice and clean uh you've got yeah. um the 7000 rpm motor mike and uh that that's really going to get you done quick uh you've got the uh led light that's going to shine where the sun don't shine uh and that that's important mike because you got you got those special spots so uh, if you want to make sure your special spots are, are trimmed down nice and clean, just like a, as we've been talking about, again, for nearly a year, uh, you've got to try the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, it, yeah. it helped me get so much work done over the summer because I could breathe, if you know what I mean. Uh, same thing for you over there, Mike. So I, I just uh, yeah. I can't recommend it enough. I know. Uh, you know, like when you have a can opener and then, uh, you, you know, you start doing the sound and then like your little cat or dog will be like, it's the same thing when the uh, when the old trimmer <laughs> turns on, your significant other will come out of the woodwork and be like, "Oh, I thought I thought I somebody else." Oh, my pets, my pets aren't running up. They're not confused about is that the electric can opener? Are you trimming your balls, Dad? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I, I I will say I I thought you were saying somebody else perks up when you turn it on. Oh, uh, I see, like yes. Mister Peepee. I got you. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> so not what I was uh, going for on that one. That's a promo code THPN. Uh, that's <laughs> not, to the hockey promo podcast. code, not Mr. PP. You actually yeah, want to use THPN. You know what? They have so many promo codes out there that might work. The promo code THPN at manscaped.com gets you 20% off and free shipping. Uh, that uh, that gets you the lawnmower 3.0. You can get the whole lawnmower 3.0 package, which, which comes with some of our favorite products. So check yeah. that out at manscaped.com. Promo code THPN, that's 20% off and free shipping. Mike, let us continue talking about the NHL and all that fun stuff. Yeah, um, let's do it. So we've got, uh, we just spoke with Greg Wyshynski, which by the way, Greg, if you're listening, I can't thank you enough. That was uh, honestly one of the, if uh, I told my wife, I said, if, if podcasting doesn't end up equaling money, I got to talk to Greg Wyshynski for yeah. a half hour. Um I think it, it, all of this was worth it. We've been podcasting. I've been going since 2017. Now it's worth it. It's been a long <laughs> journey. It's been a There's long a journey of... for a 15-minute hit with Greg Wyshynski. <laughs> Actually, it ended up being 25. So uh, he's never coming back. That was right. a hit and then two-thirds of another hit. That was really good. So I highly recommend checking out that conversation. Also, checking out all of Greg's content with Emily Kaplan. And Emily Kaplan... Uh, is uh, that's who we're trying to get next? That's who we're trying to get next. Yeah, right. I want to talk to uh, But she she wrote the uh, the update article here uh, from ESPN. Uh, it's it's not behind the ESPN Plus uh, paywall, so you guys can read the whole thing. Uh, but she's covering everything that Gary Bettman's talking about in the last week. Where it final after Greg and I talked about it the next day, uh, we were talking about the January January first start date. Next day, all the news came out that it'll be mid January. Uh, or that's what they're aiming for now. So who knows if that's going to happen because they're still having trouble coming to an agreement. So we want to talk about both of those things. But uh, in regards to the restart or uh, start up, not a restart. Yeah. You've got, uh, so it's changing to mid January. Uh, they're saying no bubble and uh, 52 to 56 game season uh, is what was reported by Emily Kaplan. So, um, no bubble, scary, because we've seen that go wrong now in uh, the NFL and Major League Baseball. Uh, we don't have a vaccine yet. Um, we don't even know what it's going to look like once we start using it. So I, I just... I just... You know what? I want to cut you off because I'm so tired of this. 
that yeah. we have to be the Paul Heyman advocates for this stupid league. The NBA is starting on fucking Christmas. So when you're opening presents, somebody at their house is going to be turning on sports because that's what men do. We ruin things by turning on sports. We ruin beautiful family moments by turning on sports. So the NBA is prepared. They have a full slate of all their biggest superstars are going to be playing on Christmas. So then you're going to think Christmas, NBA. Presents, NBA. Christmas, NBA. NHL's like, eh, January 13th looks like a good one. It's like oh. we've had a free marketing opportunity right there to just have that Pavlovian reaction to Christmas and hockey. Your season even ended before the NBA, and you are still pushing it back further and doing fewer games. And, like, the NBA's taking advantage of this, and they're going to have, like, a play tournament again, um, play around with another bubble idea for safety. <sighs> it just kills me that they, like, they didn't take an opportunity to see, like, the other successful, you know, non-NFL league in this country, because that's what you got to do. You're not going to be football, so you just try to be the next one, be number two. And they saw all the successes over here, and they just ignored them and said, we're going to have a shortened season. We're going to start at some, you know, random day in January <laughs> instead of, you know, getting America to think about us on a holiday. And it, it just, it kills me, Matt. Why, why would they skip this opportunity to get just easy, easy promotion? Well, part of the reason is you're already seeing some of the, uh, the issues popping up with the NBA getting all their COVID tests in and teams already – uh, getting like they're testing positive. So I don't say that's an issue. Uh, the, the issue is that the NHL hasn't done any of this yet. So there's no way they could start uh, on time or, or start close to the NBA. So even if they got started now, they have to start doing the preliminary tests so that you can attend practice and then practice uh, changes into training camp and then you're playing other teams. So there's all these different levels of COVID testing and all the days that you need to wait before you're okay to like see other people if you do test positive. Yeah. I think a lot of that is that. And I will say too, uh, Mike, our, my my source at home uh, who gets, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Uh, it's, just from, wife. it's just from the CDC uh, that they oh, are said to be changing the wait period from 14 days to 10 days mm. uh, in regards to how, if you test positive, how long you're quarantined, or if you're potentially uh, with somebody who, who did test positive, you have to wait 10 days instead of it uh, being the old 14. Yeah. So that could change a lot of this. Uh, so that had to be said. No breaking news, right? Um, so that's from the CDC. That's not, that's not me just bullshitting or doing some sort of, uh, what is it again? QAnon? Uh, assholery anyway um <laughs> where was i uh right so there's that but there's also like this entire cba thing with the nhl and gary bettman saying uh you know we're, we're not looking to renegotiate anything here um I, I sounded like an old prospector that was uh that's a terrible <laughs> oh golly gee oh we're not looking to renegotiate oh look at that gold over there gold all right um <laughs> so the the problem there is uh they're trying to defer payments to the players they already made an agreement on what was going to happen this season and now they're saying oh well it looks worse than we thought which is also dumb uh, because we kind of saw where everything was going anyway. And of course the NBA has already made decisions. So it's not like they're the NHL is in its own personal 
for sake of uh, or for lack of a better word, bubble. Uh, yeah. Everybody's in the same situation, but uh, the NHL owners are are. You've got owners that are saying, "I don't, I don't even want to play." Mm-hmm. Um, you've got this deferred payment thing out there, uh, Mike. You also have uh, players saying, "All right, if you're going to defer payment, then I want interest on whatever money you're not paying me right now." Uh, Gary Bettman's response to that is, "Well, we've already had." agreements in regards to what would happen if, if that were the case. So no, um, we're, we're not going to do that. Uh, but there's also other players that are saying in regards to this interest that they would get paid from deferred payments, you know, screw that because I have a financial advisor who can get me more interest. If I just get paid all the money that we already agreed, I was going to get paid. So uh, like, wouldn't that be the most NHL thing is for them to say, yes, we'll give you interest. Uh, we'll put it into a, a CD. Uh, how about a certificate? Uh, you'll get 0.05% interest <laughs> for the next for the next three years, and then uh, yeah, look how much money it'll be if if, if it's uh, you know Connor McDavid's contract. Yeah, it's gonna be so much. Uh, anyways, uh, so there's just so many things that make it feel like they are more far than they're leading on, like far from agreeing on, on a season start. So there's all the COVID stuff mixed in. They haven't started any testing, so of course the season's not going to start on time on January 1st. But all of this other, all, all the other hot takes in regards to what's going on with the, the CBA, the potential to renegotiate um, the NHL, knowing that they're in a position where they really can't win this. Uh, so that's when they say we're, we're not renegotiating. Uh, we're just trying to look at it from a realist perspective. Yeah. Uh, that's not knowing that the NHL ha- or the players have all the power in this. And, and Mike, as, as our brand goes, this is how we like it. We like it when the players have all the power uh, because if, if they can't come to an agreement, then the players just go, hey, uh, we agreed on a CBA, yeah. so we're it's, not playing until we get what we want. It's really scary. Um, I'm glad that they are going to play, but, I mean, if the owners did, you know, pull the plug because they're missing out on all that revenue from, uh, you know, people attending games, and then, uh, you know, you sign these, these contracts, you know, for guys to play 82 games and – uh, you know, make those appearances on, on television. Now you're going to have less games, you know, for, uh, you know, the local sports networks, you know, the Fox sports networks, uh, you know, to share it as an owner. Like, I don't feel bad for them uh, because, you know, they're fucking owners. So they're, you know, loaded with money, but it's, it's just being in that negotiating room and kind of saying like, wait, I'm still going to pay you what I was going to pay you for 82 games. And now you're just going to do 52 games and I'm not going to make revenue for people being in the stadium. And I'm going to miss out on all that television revenue from there's no games to televise because there's 50 instead of 80. Um, it's, uh, it's, re- it's really kind of, kind of spooky there. And then uh, as far as I, like pushing, say, pushing no, pay no. forward into the next year, I don't know if that's what they're looking at. The rebuttal uh, to that, escrow account or something. The rebuttal to that with the owners saying, "Oh my gosh, we're only going to play fifty games." Like they already agreed on what would happen if that were the if that was the case. So they're trying to save even more money after they already agreed on what they were going to do for this season. So it, it's uh, some of the reports that came out too. And I, I know we need to move on because we don't want this to be an hour long episode since we go twice a week. Some yeah. of the news that came out was that the owners finally read the CBA from this past summer. So they're actually quoted as saying, I finally took a look at the CBA and I'm mm-hmm. not happy. So the problem is that these guys didn't read what they were signing. So it's not, it's not uh, I mean, I know part of it is, you know, Gary Bettman's in charge. So he makes the decision. This is what he's going to go for. So they trust, they trust Gary Bettman. That's why he has that role. 
Um, but I mean, you can't you can't just turn around right now and say, "Hey, I wait a minute." I didn't know I was signing up for this. We're the Arizona Coyotes. We don't make money anyway. So how are we going to make money this season? Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry to the Arizona Coyotes fans out there. Not too many to worry about. Anyways, um, long story short, I mean, you have owners that didn't read uh, what was going on in the CBA. Uh, and, and you've got this way too far of a spread of, of the owners asking players to make a concession that they have no need to make. They don't need to make it. They already made an agreement. So all they need to do is say, we're in this. And I'm not uh, arguing with you. I, I think you make a, a, a great point. I think I'm just making sure everybody's completely informed. So when they decide if they want to be mad at the players for not playing or the owners, make sure you're mad at the owners. Don't be mad at the players. The players, all they did was was probably agree to something that they probably could have asked for more. And I think we talked about that over the summer. Yeah. Um, and now it's, it's, it's a league that already already disrespects these players in regards to how much every other sport play, pays their, their top talent. And now they want them to cut back even further. So I, this, this, I just, I just, uh, I, I, it still kills me the marketing. I, I we got to get off this point, but I, I, Christmas is now synonymous with uh, NBA schedule slate where it's all premium games. Um, and then after that, there's like, you know, January 1st, where I thought there was going to be a chance of, you know, something NHL wise, like bring in the new year with, you know, um, you know, all the new rosters for the NHL teams. They're not doing that. You know, that's still going to be synonymous with, I guess, college football bowl games. Um, right. And then, um, you know, after that, then it's like the NFL playoffs. So now the NHL is going to try to come out and debut during NFL playoffs. Like, so those weekends are shot. Um, so you're just hoping people tune in on a Wednesday night. Uh, just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, who made these decisions. It's just such a nightmare. I, I, oh, I just feel bad for this league. They are so poorly ran. I, I know what day they're going to start because it'll be our busiest day for the pro wrestling podcast, but they're going to be like, you know, let's start on Royal Rumble Sunday for wrestling. People aren't doing anything that last weekend of January. Um, all right, like 7 p.m. What do you think? <laughs> so moving on, um, we're, we're, we have to because now we spent way too long on that on that uh, subject. God. Hopefully, hopefully the players make out uh, on that uh, whatever whatever the non renegotiation actually is. We did play be the GM this week. We remind you guys on Wednesday to go play. This was a fun a fun week for be the GM. Uh, so let's let's jump right in, Mike. Uh, we're all on board to send Darren Hill packing, right? Good. It's trade deadline time. The Wings have multiple forward injuries, and Darren Helm is one of the few forwards left. He can fetch a fifth-round pick. Uh, so do we keep the 200 foot? I should have said forward. I put center because he used to play center. He's, he's playing a lot more wing, but it was I didn't have any more characters, so I put center. Uh, or grab that pick. What would you do? Uh, Mike, we have send him packing. Keep the 200 foot forward. Uh, ask for a fourth. Or, Mike, everybody's favorite answer, make Helm captain. Um, so, at, at that point, we're, you know, we're assuming that after Dylan Larkin is awarded the captaincy, he's he's one of the, the men that went down. So, we got we got an ice, we got to ice a team, Mike. We can't just be trading away Darren Helms. He's crucial. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. So, we've got, thankfully, 40% uh, have said uh, send him packing. 
Uh, now I tweeted out uh, about midweek. Uh, surprised nobody had said keep, just keep them, just flat out keep them. Uh, but it did rack up twenty uh, percent of the vote before before this morning. Ask ask for a fourth was just kind of that. All right, if he can fetch a fifth, it's kind of it's. Uh, do you ever watch? Uh, you've watched uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Steve Martin's trying to get a taxi. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna pay a guy. Uh, you know. I'll give I'll give you twenty dollars for that taxi, and the guy goes. Certainly, anybody that would pay twenty dollars would pay fifty dollars. <laughs> so has to go back into his wallet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, certainly, anybody willing to trade for Darren Helm for a fifth would pay a fourth, and uh, you know it, it's just one of those things. But also, if you need to ice a team, that would be part of the negotiation. Sure, they say no, but maybe you're thinking, I'm just going to keep them anyway since there's so many injuries. Um, Mike, what uh, what would you do here? Because I know what I voted for. So if you've ever, uh, you know, gotten a Christmas card and there's uh, there isn't a check in it, there isn't cash, but there's a lottery ticket in there, you know, you're 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 not as excited if it was actually like, you know, cold, hard cash. Right. But you still got something. You still have an opportunity to win. Now, Darren Helm is definitely at this point of his career, you know, just the dollar scratch off. You know, he's not one of the $5 ones where you have a pretty good chance of winning five bucks. You got a pretty good chance of winning nothing or maybe a dollar. <laughs> but still, you have that chance. There's still that tiny microscopic chance you're going to get, you know, your dollar back. So what I would do is definitely send him back in. Give me that $1 lottery ticket and maybe this guy who we draft will pan into somebody who can help ice a team. So I, I would send him back in. Um, I have room in my Chevy Cruze. I could fit a hockey duffel bag and Darren Helm. Um, I would I would help out with that move to um, I I don't know who would trade for him. Uh, maybe Colorado. I don't know. Maybe just right. as a joke, they would use him in the fourth line. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I would I would definitely choose the first option there. Yeah, I mean it's it's the easiest one. And if you go check out our blog on bodpodcast.com slash Red Wings Rant, um, you'll see Jesse's latest, and this is where we want to wrap the be the GM in there, is uh what what can Darren Helm fetch? And and part of the conclusion he comes to is absolutely the Red Wings would get rid of him at any point in the season. We're not waiting for a tra- trade deadline. Uh it's just the problem is is anybody gonna come knocking? And uh I you know, honestly, I don't know if there are going to be too many people coming knocking. And if they do, I don't think, I don't know if he's, I don't know if we're getting a, a draft pick back. You know, I, I, I just, if the move happened, you would look at it and I'm assuming you like the first reaction nationally would be like salary cap and getting rid of it, but we don't need to get rid of the cap. So I, I'm ultimately thinking he's going to just last the rest of the season, but that's where the situation had to come into play. Cause I think if anybody comes knocking with a fifth round pick, you absolutely take it. So we had to add some drama. There had to be something here <laughs> to make it interesting, but uh, long story short, absolutely send Darren Helm packing. Just like the season's going to end. We're not going to win the cup UFA season for, for Darren. So even if he, <laughs> let's say he racks up 90 points this year, um, he's not going to be a part of the future. Uh, I don't care what happens. I think uh, another seven year deal. Oh, there you go. Bingo, bango. That's right yeah. up Steve Eiserman's sleeve. Um, that, that secret card. Darren Helm, boom. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Mike, you ready to jump into our next game? I, just I, I don't before know how we do, we just before we do, um, the NHL season is about, you know, about a month and probably a, six weeks away, we'll say. Yeah. Um, and I'm just pumped because there's still 
uh, Red Wing cap space, and there's still rumors that Tampa Bay still wants to get um, a little bit lower than where they're at, um, especially with, you know, we're getting closer to, a, you know, your uh, cap allotment's going to be going forward. Um, like what kind of commitment you need to your players. And there's still a potential for the Red Wings to acquire somebody from Tampa, whether it's Tyler Johnson, Steven Stamkos. No? Yeah. Alex Killorn is the new name. Killorn, yeah, yeah, Killorn is probably the likeliest one because that's the one I'm least excited about. But somebody <laughs> from Tampa Bay uh, might be coming to your Red Wings for a uh, salary dump, uh, maybe for a fifth rounder. Maybe one of the fifth rounders we get for Darren Helm. <laughs> maybe it'll be that, that package. Yeah. All right, Mike, uh, that's everybody's least favorite game on the show, but everybody's favorite <laughs> game is Who's That Pokemon? Man. <laughs> Occasionally read by me, but usually read by guest reader uh, Paul Woods, the color commentator for your Detroit Red Wings on the radio. Uh, what we do is cherry pick a quote out of context and uh, read it as the uh, wonderfully uh, oaked voice of Paul Woods. And Matt has to try and figure out usually either who Jeff Blaschel. Matt, do you have the graphic for us? Oh, I already put it up, but uh, there's another one. I'm so sorry I looked away. Usually it's from Jeff Blashill. Matt, this week we have a very special guest. Uh, Paul Woods is going to be like Paul Woods, I assume? Yeah, let's do it. Matt chooses Paul Woods yet again. Matt, uh, Paul Woods will be reading on behalf of TBD. Um, this was such a good quote. Uh, it wasn't accredited to our beloved coach. It is a member of the Red Wings defensive core. Now, I gave you a big hint because you're going to have to really do some deep cut digging on this one, Matt. This is a hard one. So I narrowed it down for you, the Red Wings. Uh, Matt, this quote was cherry-picked from last year. Um, approximately at this time, Red Wings mired in a 10-game losing streak. Uh, they weren't losing one to nothing or 2 to one They were getting shellacked, losing by three, four, maybe even five goals at a time. And this uh, member of the roster weighed in with this uh, this real Charlie Brown quote. Matt, are you ready? I am absolutely ready. All right, we have Paul Woods on the horn. He is very ready as well. Hey there, Matt. Uh, very excited you picked me again. And uh, tell Michael to fuck off. All right, here we go. <clears throat> it's like uh, when it rains, it pours, said defenseman Blink. It just sucks. You look at the end result, and it's like, oh, wow, you lost. Five to two. But in reality, it's a... One goal hockey game. A couple bounces here and there go our way, and all of a sudden, it's uh, it's our game. We could have won that hockey game. So you got to guess which deep cut Red Wing defenseman talked about when it rains, it pours, it just sucks. And oh, somehow he turned a five to two, uh, just suplex city game into a one goal game. Um, so that's what you're looking for, Matt. Matt, this is a test of your deep cut Detroit Red Wing 2019-20 roster knowledge. Matt, you're on the clock. Um, I mean, are you saying it's somebody who's left the team now? Or am I not gonna get those clues? You do not get those clues. Okay. Um, I feel like so it's not, I mean. They're not going to give, uh, I don't know. I, I want to say they're not going to give like daily a chance, but maybe he was the only guy that was speaking. Um, 
I'll give you another. Here, I'll give you a hint. I would probably mispronounce his last name. I kind of want to like go to hockey reference right now because I'm not. You're not feeling it? All right. Do that. I'm going to reread the quotes. This is the last reading of the quote. All right. Again, we have a uh, guest. Um, guest voice here is Paul Woods reading on behalf of Detroit Red Wing defenseman TBD. Here we go. <laughs> it's like uh, when it rains, it pours, said defenseman uh, TBD. It just sucks. It sucks fucking ass. You look at the end result, and it's like, oh, wow, he lost uh, five to two. But in reality, it's a uh, it's a one-goal game, hockey game. I don't know who's doing the math on that one. But uh, a couple of bounces here and there go our way, and uh, all of a sudden, it's uh, it's our game. We could have won that hockey game. Hmm. I'm trying to th – okay, so I I'm cheating now. Um, oh, boy, here we go. I'm trying to think who you would have not been able to say their name. <laughs> it's either – it's either Alex Biega or the name that I'm about to fuck up, C Cody Golubov. Because <laughs> um, I, I think you know how to say Patrick Nemeth. We've been, you know how to say Heronic. We just said it earlier in the show. Um, so, yeah, give me Cody. I'm going to say Cody. Matt, I was really worried like five seconds ago when you said his name first, but you immediately ah! it was Alex Baiga. You got it wrong after I said it. <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. I told you I would do it. I promised you I would mispronunciate his name and I did not disappoint. Man, it was Alex Baiga who said, it's like when it rains. Well, let me get the full quote. It's like, comma, when it rains, it pours. It just sucks. You look at the end result and it's like, oh, wow, you lost. But in reality, it's a hockey game. So, again, I could have taken that out of context made it worse. A couple bounces here and there going away, and all of a sudden it's our game. We could have won that hockey game. Man, not a win today, but you did uh, narrow it down. He was in your bottom three. So, hats off to you. We'll get him next week. We'll get you with another, who's it? Pokemon! Hell of a clue. Um, yeah. All right, so it looks like uh, we lost connection on Twitter, so we can say goodbye to everybody on Facebook and YouTube. Um, right. Thanks uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's still recording. Yep. Okay, what I want to tell everybody, too, is we finally got uh, – uh, make sure you check out Life After Hockey with Brad Lieb. Uh, this is one of the newest shows associated with the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance or it hasn't popped up, I mean, you, you've got guests like Ted Nolan and Brent Sopel popping up on there, so – I, I I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's one of those where we are getting um, we're getting great guests because we have a great host in Brad Lieb who's got you know the obvious NHL connections. Yeah. So uh, check him out. Uh, it's it's Brad Lieb hosting the Life After Hockey podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, great guests figuring out what's going on in the NHL player uh, after after hockey is is done after 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 they don't have an opportunity anymore. Uh, so, uh, that, that'll be going up, uh, through the hockey podcast network that you can find on, uh, the hockey podcast network.com and at hockey pod net. Uh, but that is the life after hockey. Highly recommend it. If you subscribe to the hockey podcast network through Apple podcasts, uh, that will pop up in your feed as the episodes come available. And we are right now five episodes deep and the most current one, uh, or I'm sorry, episode six is featuring JJ Hunter. 
So go uh, go check that one out, everybody. Um, Life after hockey. All right, Mike, you ready to sail off? We've got uh, war games tonight. So uh, if anybody wants to chat about war games, find uh, us at BOD Podcast. Listen, I I know you get to shame me on the Alex uh, B. Diego uh, pronunciation, but you're actually pronouncing war games wrong. It's actually war games. <laughs> and uh, it's it's Alex. Uh, be beige, I think. Beige. Uh, beige. beige. It's a beige. <laughs> it's a beige. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Check out Alex Beige. No, we know it's Viega. Jesus. All right. So many people unsubscribed. <laughs> oh, Lord, I got some tweets to fire. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, if you want to tell us it's Alex Viega, it's at BOD Hockey. Go ahead and DM us. If uh, you want send to tell us, us it's the, uh, Alex uh, Stutzler, go ahead and do that as well. What about Jesse's going to be? Did I get a Popsky out of that one? I yeah, turned away from you. You know what? Stutzler. Ooh, little coffee and Stutzler to start my morning. Mm. <laughs> it did turn into a wonderful relationship. So, yeah, send us send us the pronunciations, and then you'll become a blogger for BOD. Yeah. And also, let us know, what do you prefer? Chocolate Stutzler or cinnamon Stutzler? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one. All right, bye.